this segment we call Happy Facts. We welcome in our favorite happiness contributors, our section editor, Chris Libby. Hello. And our science editor, Paula Phelps from Nashville, Tennessee. Greetings. Glad to have you guys here. And what we do in this segment is pretty straightforward, is we spend a week researching our favorite positive psychology facts that we all meet here in the radio studio and share them with each other, break them down a little bit, and then Paula takes these facts writes a blog about them, gives you further information, and posts it on livehappy.com. And we thank Paula for doing that because, frankly, we don't have enough time here to get deep into these (laughs) amazing facts. So let's go around the room here sharing these facts in no particular order. And this week we have a theme. Everybody picked a pet fact, which is kind of cool. So let's start out with Chris Libby. Chris, what's your pet fact this week? Thank you. Uh, Pet dogs helps kids beat stress. And how do they do that? Well, according to new research from the University of Florida, uh, pet dogs can provide valuable social support for kids when they're in stressful situations like public speaking or taking a really important math test. Um, the dogs don't take the test. That wouldn't be good. But it might if, be. But if, <laughs> it would have been good for me in first grade. I would have passed it the first involved. three times. But if the, the kids who act, actively reached out to their pets during the stressful uh, situations had lower cortisol levels and compared to the children who didn't engage at all with the dogs. They even felt that less stress compared to, or there was even less stress compared to even when their parents were around. So I can having, see that. Yeah. Having, this is an important um, area because they did this study between with kids between seven and 12 mm-hmm. uh, and they call that our middle childhood and that's when we start to learn how to really deal with stress that will affect uh, the rest of our lives. Interesting. Yeah. Paula, is this because do you think that, that kids are able to bond with animals easier? Or why why do the pets have that kind of calming effect on them? I think if you look at just the tendency for therapy animals, how much they're used in, in things like anxiety. They're fantastic for children with autism to learn how to express yeah. themselves. There's something about them being able to connect with another living being um, without any kind of pressure. Your your pet doesn't judge you. Well, your cat might judge you, but <laughs> a, dog, a dog will never judge you. But, uh, it's, you know, there's there's a freedom to to having that um, interaction, and and it is very soothing. It's it's great that you brought up that autism thing because I was going to bring that up. A friend of mine has an autistic son. Hi, Kason. Hope you're listening. Um, he they just got a dog, a new dog in the family, little Joey, and it's a puppy. And every day I'm getting uh, snaps from his mom, Catherine. Uh, they're just running around the yard, and they're the best of friends. And then they're uh, cuddled up on the couch, or or Joey, is, the dog, is sleeping on Kason's bed, and they connect in a way that I don't know that I've ever seen Kason connect with anybody else before. Granted, I'm not around him a ton, but it was so cool to see them make that connection from from human to canine. Well, and even another heartbeat can calm you down. You can sync up with the the other being's heartbeat. And if you've got a pet that can help lower your your heartbeat and and just make you chill out a little bit, that's that's huge. And especially when you're a, a child and just starting to learn with how to cope with your emotions. Yeah, really. And and for folks with those sort of afflictions, that can be something that ta- it's it's a lifelong process uh, learning how to fill those emotions. To our second fact, and it kind of relates to what we've just been talking about. That if you, I'm going to take my fact here, by the way, uh, Paula. Don't worry about it. We'll get to yours. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My fact is that uh, having an animal around you 
and be as good as having a best friend around you. So we've already kind of talked about this with Libby's fact, but it says that the uh, this research from Miami University, go Canes, and St. Louis University, go Billikens, you didn't know that one, did not. <laughs> um, it says that having a dog around can fulfill the same social needs for someone as having a close best friend. And we talk all the time about having great social networks, but apparently you just go hang out at the dog park, you're going to get the same kind of uh, results. Yeah. Um, I, sorry, Paul. Didn't mean to step on you, but yeah, that I, I guess it's that sense of belongingness that uh, that we get from our pets that really helps us uh, engage and, and feel like we're close to something. Kind of like if you've ever been in your house when your dog isn't there, it's very lonely. Yeah, when, it it seems really weird. Yeah. What do you have there, Paula? Well, not a thing now. Not a thing. That's all you had. (laughs) No, no, but it's very true when you look at people who, um, especially in the elderly, and I know that among shelters, there's been a lot of programs, senior dogs for seniors, and it's so wonderful because it helps, obviously gives the senior dogs a second chance and and a new life, but there's been studies that show how good it is for the interaction for the senior human. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, we just we get so much from that companionship and that unconditional love. And again, we have that benefit we just talked about of being able to pet your animal and it's going to calm you down. And just connection. That's that's as you said, it's a huge part of um, what makes us happy. And here I wonder, too, if it even has to be alive, because if you guys seen these, they're like therapy seals. They're like robotic. uh, They're almost like Teddy Ruxpins, but they're little seals. (laughs) And they give these things to the elderly, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm imagining this old guy, what the heck am I doing with this robot, this dumb? And then it's like on a Monday, and then on Friday, they're like talking to this robot thing. Is it just having something there that has a face, the uncanny what? valley, and we can talk to it? What? Why? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Teddy Ruxpin always gave me nightmares, so I can't, <laughs> I can't well, relate. You know, I will say that when my mom was uh, dying of cancer, and she, obviously you can't have an animal in the hospital with you and she had a little motorized cat that she could hug and it would purr and it was it was a thing i mean it it really comforted her well there you go that's uh there there it is proof positive the robots are are already taking taking our jobs (laughs) skynet even the animals jobs let's move on to our third and final fact and that is paula's fact well, I, of course, went with the pet theme, but this I took a slightly different route, which mm-hmm. I know will surprise you. Um, and that is, if you want to put some magic in your marriage, you should look at pictures of puppies. Okay, I thought you were going to say something completely different uh, when you started <laughs> out there. But I'm glad we went with the puppy route. How does that help, though? Well, it's it was pretty interesting. Uh, what they did at Florida State University is they showed Journals. pictures of puppies and bunnies to people, and then they would drop in photos of the person's spouse, and okay. they measured how the person felt about their spouse before doing looking at the pictures, and then afterwards, and they actually felt more warmly toward their spouse after they had been secretly disca- you know tricked into looking at pictures of them amidst all these lovely cuddly creatures why is all this happening in florida yeah why what's the (laughs) it's all that sunshine man they're just like i hate my wife but here's this puppy yeah my wife's not so bad uh how does i i wonder what the the the, are you just associating them with a a cuddly creature suddenly by seeing them mixed in 
Yeah, that's kind of what they deducted from all this is that, you know, as you're you're starting to look at these pictures and you're softening and it's like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's cute. Oh, he's cute, too. And, you know, you just you get a more sentimental and uh, warm view of what it is you're looking at. You know, I was uh, reading this story earlier this week and I thought it was interesting that part of the grant was funded by the Department of Defense. For, really? Yeah, for a kindler, snugglier military. <laughs> <laughs> so that's this. So now you've given it away. If we ever have to go to war with England again, they just bring out the Queen's corgis, and we're suddenly we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I think part of it was because of deployments, and you have these long distance relationships. And as far that's as far as I read. Well, because <laughs> you couldn't stop <laughs> thinking about cuddly animal yeah. soldiers. <laughs> so I called my wife. <laughs> segment of Happy Facts. Uh, we want to thank Chris Libby for stopping by. Thank you. And Paula for stopping by. And Thanks for having me. And every good dog that's out there listening today on Live Happy Radio, sponsored by Nerium International here on K-Love and on the Live Happy Radio Network. Coming up in just a few moments, we will hear from this week's happy activist on Live Happy Radio. Happy Radio. 